0: hello thank you for joining us again being back here with us at the profitable podcast and uh, we know that this day is going to be profitable because we've opened up the Word of God and all scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable and uh, we thank the Lord for uh, him giving us his word and uh, giving us truth today and so we're going to look Uh, at 2nd Peter chapter 2 I mean chapter 1 and uh, we're going to look at those uh, verses 8 through 12 today Uh, but last week just to recap a little bit uh, last week we opened up uh, chapter 1 saw that Peter was talking uh, to those who have obtained a like precious faith and he had pointed them to the fact that they have Received all things that pertain unto life and godliness uh, Through those great and precious promises of the Lord and then he brought them in verse 5 to their need of adding to their faith and uh, he gives them seven things there uh, to add to their faith and uh, By faith, I mean the fact that uh, when someone has faith they're saying I have repented Of my rebellion against Christ uh, being Lord of my life Uh, before they wanted uh, to be Lord of their life but to uh, repent and in faith uh, turn to Jesus Christ now he is Lord of our life and they uh, are saying that they believe that the Lord paid sins debt there Uh, his work on the cross of Calvary Uh, is the only means of salvation. And that is the faith, the object of the faith that he's speaking of here is Christ. But he says to add to that faith virtue. Now, virtue means I have purposed in my heart that I will follow Christ and his commandments as truth for me. Uh, You know, if we don't have the courage uh, to uh, obey and to choose what is right nothing else is really gonna matter after that is it and then he says to add to virtue he said knowledge uh, this this knowledge means I will practice God's Word it's a practical knowledge uh, it means I will practice God's Word in my life and learn it at every chance you're gonna be taking in that Word of God and he says to knowledge temperance and uh, this means I will control my desires and my actions. Uh, remember, temperance had to do with the pleasures of life. And uh, then he adds to temperance, he adds to patience. And patience has to do with the problems of life, uh, the process of fire in our life, and how that God is, is molding us through the pressures of life. But he says, add to patience, Godliness and uh, we talked about what godliness was this comes from one's reverence and honor for the lord in their life and uh, just the fact that he is the center uh, of all that uh, we believe we do what we do because of him we make the choices that we make because of him Uh, we want him to be the center of our life and he says Uh, To godliness, brotherly kindness. Uh, We're to add brotherly kindness, that fraternal love we talked about last time, uh, that of the family of God. And then that outer garment, he said, you need to add to your faith that of charity, love in action. And so as we uh, looked at those seven things last week, we came down to verse 8. And he says something, uh, I think, very profound uh, here in these next couple verses that many times we just read over and really don't take into account. And Peter says this. He says, for if these things be in you and abound. Uh, that word abound is more than just growing, uh, starting at a point and rising. Uh, to abound, that word abound has the idea uh, maybe you having a glass of water and then you having a pitcher of water and, and you take that pitcher and you begin to pour it into that glass and that glass fills up and when it gets to the top you just continue to pour well what's going to happen that water is going to begin to overflow that is the sense of that word abound he says for if these things be in you, if you're adding these things, you're maturing, you're growing in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, he says, if these things be in you and abound, in other words, they're they're flowing out of your life. They're not just in your life. Uh, they're flowing out of your life. He says, they make you, they make you, you, you see growth in our life changes us we see that in training children and our families and we've seen that in our own life that as we've gotten older uh, we have changed and change and growth changes a person Uh, it changes our values Uh, it changes our desires it helps us to see what's really important But not only what's important it helps us also to see what's not important and he says this here he says that they uh, Make you that ye shall neither be barren nor Unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ Jesus said this he says I am the vine ye are the branches he that abideth in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit, for without me ye can do nothing. Uh, we can't be fruitful, we can't grow without him being the source of life for us. The word barren here, he says, he says, If these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren. So these seven things here are going to keep us from being barren. Uh, That word barren has the idea of being idle, uh, of being useless. Uh, This person who is not adding these things to their faith is most likely failing in uh, most of the other things uh, of their Christian walk. And so uh, we don't have to have uh, dramatic talents to be used of God, but we must be growing and adding to our faith these these qualities are uh, within us and through the new birth that we have uh, through Jesus Christ and he says here they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful and so if you want to be a fruitful Christian uh, these things are the things we're to add to our faith and he tells us he says giving all diligence so they are a priority it's a priority that in our faith we have virtue we've we made that we've made our mind up as daniel in the book of Daniel, remember he purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's meat and that took courage that day uh it, it took some godliness in his life that he put god first and and that he he understood that even though he was in a pagan land uh, he was still accountable before God. And so he says, if you add these things, you're not going to be bare and you're not going to be unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But watch what he says here in verse nine. He says, but he that lacketh these things, he that lacketh these things, if we lack these things, watch what he says. He says, if you lack these things, Uh, you're blind Uh, so if we add these things we have sight lacking these things mean that we are blind Uh, you can't see afar off as he said there and you've forgotten that you've been purged from your old sins I think of Revelation 3 16 and 17 you remember uh, John was writing the Lord was speaking to the seven churches there and the church of Laodicea uh, in Revelation three sixteen, he says this he says so then because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot I will spew thee out of my mouth now watch what he says he says because thou sayest I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing and knowest that thou art wretched And miserable and poor and blind and naked they could not see they were blind to their condition they could not see afar off and so they were not fruitful but if we're diligently adding to our faith these seven things keep us in tune with God and we remember our sins have been forgiven and others need the same. He says there in verse 9, he says, You cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Uh, you know, sometimes people doubt their salvation. There's two reasons, uh, uh, two major reasons I believe people doubt their salvation. One is because they've never truly been saved, but number two is because they're not adding to their faith, uh, they're blind. Uh, they cannot see afar off and they've forgotten uh their 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 life is not vibrant with the lord they don't have a a, a real walk with the lord Jesus Christ they've not been adding these things uh to their faith uh, but n- you'll notice here in verse 10 Peter says wherefore the rather Peter is pointing out that believers are to Possess that necessary uh, confidence concerning both salvation from God and service to God no child of God is Effective if they have doubts about either of these things in their life He says in verse 10. He says wherefore in other words because of all this He says wherefore the rather brethren Give diligence to make your calling and election sure. And some people walk around in the dark and they, uh, they doubt of heaven and uh, the majority of their life. But notice how that the calling and election go together because the same God who elects his people also ordains the means by which they are called. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 13 says this. He says, but we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. How? Through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. He goes on to say whereunto he called you by our gospel. The one that uh, assured you of election is the one that has called you by the gospel that you have believed. He says to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. The greatest security we have is when we are practicing the word of God in our lives and growing because of it. And God is showing himself strong in our lives as we walk by faith. Uh, as we have uh, the word of God before us, we're not just being hearers of the word only. But we are being doers and we're adding these things to our faith. Uh, we're walking by faith. We're trusting God and that we're living in communion with him. This God breathed word is identifying in our life and giving us strength that we don't have in ourself. And as we see God working through his word in our lives, and the truth is being uh, it's being fleshed out uh, as we walk with him, uh, my, uh, what, what assurance we have of that. Uh, we're not making our calling and election sure so God can see it. Oh no, God already knows that. Uh, he knows our hearts. He knows what is in man. Uh, he don't need anybody to tell him of that. But to make our calling and election sure is for us to have that confidence um, that we can serve him. And notice what Peter says in verse 10. He says, for if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. Um, that statement right there about falling does not mean that there's a chance that we can lose our salvation. Now you remember Peter in 1 Peter chapter 1, he tells those who are saved, he says, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. So Peter there, he says, listen, once you get saved, you're kept all the way to the time of your revealing and the implication is even further on than that. Uh, but that these things will keep us from stumbling. Uh, that is the sense in which he is saying that getting us off course in the race that we are running, uh, they will keep us on track. Uh, you see, we, we shall never fall, as Paul says uh, in the book of Galatians, fall from grace. Well, what does that mean? That means that as we're walking with God, it's all his grace grace is empowering us but when we dis when we're disobedient and we get out of god's will guess what uh we stop we say god we don't need you grace no more we can live our lives on our own and so he says if you have these things peter says if you have these things these things are being added uh they make your walk to be sure uh you will not fall uh from that grace now Watch what he says in verse 11. He says, for so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's looking at not just an entrance, but an abundant entrance. Uh, The Greek use this phrase here uh, when they're. Uh, When their teams would come home from the Olympics and they would come home in a victorious state, maybe a runner would come in and they would line the streets and he would have that laurel leaf crown over his head And, and he would come in. He wouldn't just come in as an entrance. Oh no! They would be uh, shouting, cheering, joy. Why? Because he had won the race. He cu- he came into that city with an abundant entrance. And Paul pointed this out in First Corinthians nine twenty four. He says, "Know ye not that they which run in a race run all, but one receiveth the prize?" He says, "So run that you may obtain." He says, and And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run not as uncertainly, so fight I not as one that beateth the air. And so Peter says, listen, you add these things to your faith. Uh, And they make you to grow and mature that you're not barren uh, or unfruitful, uh, but you're going to be abounding in the fruit of God. And as these things are working in your life, they're going to make your calling and election sure. And boy, you're working to that day and you're looking forward. You're running to that day uh, when you enter the finish line. Uh, as Paul did there in 2 Timothy chapter 4. Uh, he said he'd uh, finished his course, he'd run his race, You know, he'd fought the good fight. All of that uh, is in the idea of that abundant entrance uh, into heaven. Now, watch what Peter does right here in verse 12. Uh, he's brought them to all of that, even to the Entering into heaven with an abundant entrance, and he says in verse twelve, he says, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them and be established in the present truth, yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle to stir you up by putting you in remembering this was because of the importance of these things Uh, it was of importance for peter uh, as a preacher of the gospel uh, to remind them uh, he understands that he's not going to be there forever Uh, you notice in chapter 2 verse 1 he says but there were false prophets also among the people even as there shall be false teachers among you he goes from heaven and then he says, listen, uh, he says, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance. He says, listen, I, I know you, you, you knew these things and you've heard these things before, uh, but what happens to man? Many times man is, is forgetful, aren't we? Uh, we've heard things and heard things and sometimes we get complacent with these things. And Peter says listen uh, I know that I'm about to leave I'm about to as he says there uh, verse 14 he says knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle even as the Lord Jesus hath showed me uh, you remember back in John 21 he showed him there that Peter uh, would die but Peter says listen I'm not gonna be negligent to stir you up by way of remembrance uh, around these truths because they are so important today. Can I tell you the only thing that will protect us from being deceived, the only thing that protects us uh, from uh, false teachers is to know the truth. When we know the truth, uh, we know what he has said and what he has not said. And so Peter says he's not going to be negligent. And watch what verse 13 says. He says, yea, I think it meet or right as long as I am in this tabernacle. He says, as long as I'm in this body and I'm breathing, he says, to stir you up. How? By putting you in remembrance. Getting back to the core of what your Christian life is about. Christianity is about Christ. We have churches, you know, we have uh, singing groups, we have uh, programs, we have all of those things. But can I tell you, the very core of Christianity is your walk with Christ personally. I want to remind you, he's the one that came where you was at when you were lost in your sin. He's the one that drew you to himself. He's the one that showed you your need of salvation and he is the one that accepted you when you repented and in faith you turned to the Lord Jesus Christ and you accepted him. You see, Peter says, listen, I'm about to leave. I want to remind you, I want to stir you up to the very core of what your faith is all about, a personal living vibrant walk with Christ he says I think it's right that I stir you up he says in verse 15 he says moreover I will endeavor that ye may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance Peter says I'm pinning these words under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that you might have them After I'm gone you see truth that is forgotten has no power over our lives if it's not brought back to our mind during whether it's meant to rebuke us whether it's meant to correct us or encourage us if that word is forgotten if that truth is forgotten it has no power over our lives Someone said this it said they said uh, he who renders an essential service to mankind is one who reminds them of what they know but are prone to forget and who endeavors to impress plain and familiar truths on the heart and conscience for these truths are most important for man. You see, Peter is reminding them probably of things they've already heard him say uh, that they need to add to their faith. And they have the well of the great and precious promises and all of these things that they need to grow. And uh, but he's reminding them why? Because truth that is forgotten has no power over our life. Paul said this in Paul in Philippians 3, 1. He says, finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord to write the same things to you, to me, indeed is not grievous, but for you it is safe. You see, Peter, as he is writing to them, uh, he's encouraging them to add these things to their faith and that uh, they will have that abundant entrance because he realizes that. That he's about to pass off the scene and they're gonna need a way of being reminded of these things why Uh, because there's false prophets coming chapter 3 there's gonna be scoffers that are gonna come saying when is the Lord coming back and all of these things they're gonna need strength they're gonna need to be reminded to be diligent that they may be found in peace and they're going to need to be diligent to uh, understand that they're to grow in grace and in knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Peter says to him be glory both now and forever amen I hope you'll take this and uh, look over these Uh, verses and I hope it's been a help to you today anytime you take the word of God you open it you read it and uh, you apply it to your life it's profitable for you and this has been the profitable podcast today God bless you